learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Club of Doom. Hello. Hello. Good Lord, I'm killed. I don't believe it, Mitchell. Sometimes I don't believe it myself, Cranston. Like some hideous nightmare. Any minute I expect to wake up and find I dreamed the whole thing. Then I see these bars. Why? Why did you do it? I wish I could tell you. You mean you don't know why you killed your wife? No, Cranston, I don't. That's the horrible part about it. I don't even remember telling you. Yet I, I know that I did. Do you remember what you were talking about just before it happened? Yes, I was telling her about having landed the Sherman account. Well, I suppose you were feeling quite elated over it. <laughs> elated isn't the word. I felt as if I could have licked the world. Next thing I knew, Helen was in my arms. Then, there's no getting away from the craft. I murdered my wife. According to Law Blakesley, the state has to prove intent to kill before they can make out a case of first-degree murder. That just about kicked me in the electric chair, Cranston. What do you mean? You see, I wanted to kill her. Well, I hope you didn't get a ticket, sweetie. No, Mr. Cranston. But I gotta admit, I was worried, I gotta admit. Talking in front of a jail ain't so healthy. Your mom hugged him, Did Blake please tell you anything? It looks pretty bad for him, Margo. But, Lamont, it doesn't make sense. A man like Blake, but he just doesn't murder his wife and reason. It just goes to show you. You can never tell a guy by his look. Now, take what happened to me this morning. A guy tried to kill me, he tried. Kill you? Why? Who'd want to kill you, Streezy? I don't know who he was, Blaine, but he sure didn't look like no killer. More like a lawyer he looked, or a businessman, maybe. Tell us what happened to you. Well, it was like this, Mr. Cranston. I picked up this guy in front of the athletic club. The same one you and Commissioner Weston belong to. Have to go any faster? I believe for my appointment. Gee, I'm, I'm going as fast as I can without getting a ticket, mister. Well, what are you looking at me like that for? Anything wrong with me? I wasn't looking at you. I was keeping my eyes peeled out for cops. I just think this saw you looking at me through that mirror. Now, look, mister. Hey, let go! What's up, the guy? Tell you, you're joking me. You almost wrecked the cab. I... Holy smoke. I'm sorry, driver. I... I've got to get out of here. Yeah, I... 
Well, Mr. Cranston, I never was one to run away from a fight. But the look on this guy's face didn't make me happy. Anyway, he takes me off with a nice fast tip and gets out of the cab. So I just goes to show you, you never know. Well, that's a strange story. Where did you say this man hailed you? Right in front of the athletic club. And boy, he was plenty athletic. Yes, that's funny. The lights on in Mr. Randall's office. I'd better see who's in there. Oh, sorry, Mr. Randall. I didn't know you was working late. Yes, I have to get up on some work. It looks like it might rain. I'd better close the windows if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. I won't be long. I've been getting a lot of rain lately, haven't we? Well, I won't be bothering you any longer. I've got to be making you rounds. Mr. Randall, what's the matter? Mr. Randall, you... You choked me! Got a match, mister? Why, yes. Here you are. Oh, thanks. Huh. Hey, what are you telling me? I ain't done nothing. I only asked you for a match. Hey, I, I just wanted to... Hey, hey, get your hands over me. What are you trying to do? What are you going to do with that pain? Yeah, no, 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 don't, don't. I... Oh, oh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to present our president, Gordon T. Schroeder. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Friends, this is a big moment in my life, but it wouldn't be fair to let it pass without my giving credit to the man who has been the guiding hand behind our organization. I am referring to the gentleman seated on my right, my partner and best friend, Joe Osborne. Thank you, Gordon. Joe and I have been together for a long time. Oh, look, Joe. You grabbed hold of We've had our up. Why is he raising it? Down. What are you doing, Gordon? What are you doing? I don't get it, Cranston. I went to school with these men. We're all members of the same club. All of them prominent, law-abiding citizens. Suddenly they go berserk. One of them murders his wife. Another kills the night watchman. Third one clubs a hobo to death with his cane. Last night, too, sir. He splits open his partner's skull with a water pitcher. What's gotten into them? Maybe it's an epidemic. You can't be more helpful than that, Miss Lane. Margo may have something there, isn't it? Are you serious? An epidemic of murder? Not as fantastic as it sounds. Well, that's not exactly what I have in mind. Oh, then you have something in mind. Would you let a very much concerned friend in on it? Gladly commission as soon as I get a few more of the facts straight. The facts are clear enough, Cranston. It's the motive for these crimes that's keeping me up nice. You mean the lack of motive, don't you? Yes, that's what I mean. Special delivery for you, Commissioner. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's probably another headache. No, it's a mistake of that omelette, Commissioner. I deduce that that's a wedding invitation. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, Margo. Commissioner ought to swear you in as one of his deputies. I don't think he appreciates our sense of humor, Lamar. Mm-hmm. What do you say? And I'd better take a look at this, Francis. You see. You're not. Mm. That doesn't sound like a wedding invitation. No. 
More like an invitation to murder. Since I've been police commissioner, I've gotten exactly 73 letters threatening my life. I'm not going to let this one bother me too much. I've got me, Buffalo, as my best friend, sending you the killers. Did you say that all of these men were classmates of yours? Yes, I've known them practically all my life. Now I've got to hold them for murder. What makes you so sure they're guilty of murder? Well, what would you call it? I'd call it a plan for murder. A plan in which that warning note you just got may be a key part. What are you talking about? Just this. Four of the most prominent citizens in this town have committed crimes of violence. None of them actually remember committing the crime, yet all of them have a very positive feeling that they wanted to kill their victims. Well, I'm sure of one thing. Those men aren't criminals. They could no more murder anybody than I could. That's exactly what I've been trying to tell you. Uh, yeah. Well, you two will have to excuse me. I think I'm going to take the afternoon off down to the club for a workout. This case beats anything I ever handled. This is our exit to you, Margo. Bye, Commissioner. Bye, Miss Lane. I don't mind what I said. Oh, that's all right. Goodbye, Commissioner. If I were you, I wouldn't underestimate the importance of that warning note. Hmm. That's all right, tomorrow. I'm taking you home, Margo. Where are you going? To jail. Jail? But you've already seen Blake. One of the clubs with Randall and the others. Oh, in that case, I guess I'd better go home. You gave me a theory, Margot, when you said those crimes may have been an epidemic. Can you think... I think the same as the commissioner does. Those men could no more commit deliberate murder than he could. Good, I always did want to beat up a police. <laughs> <laughs> 
to tell me just how it happened, Commissioner. Horrible, Cranston. Cameron and I are down the mat a few seconds. First thing I know, he went limp. I said something to him. He didn't answer. He was dead. Is the coroner been here yet? Yeah. Don't do an autopsy, but it's a waste of time. I... I must have strangled. This is important, Commissioner. Tell me where you were and what you did from the time you got to the club until you went on the mat with Cameron. Yes. First thing I did when I got here was to go down to the steam room. Cameron joined me there, asked me if I wanted to take part in the wrestling matches. Then he invited me to have dinner with him in his room. You spent the evening with Cameron until the time you both went down to the gym for the matches, is that right? Yes. That threatening note you got this afternoon, Commissioner. Do you have it with you? Yes, here it is. I had both that copies made before I left the office. My men were trying to locate the typewriter on which was written. Have they checked over the scenes here at the club? Yes, doesn't check with any of them. May I hold on to this note? Hmm? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. But you're wasting your time, Cranston. I've been at this game too long not to know when I'm licked. It doesn't sound like you, Commissioner. Facts are facts. I killed Cameron. I know I killed him. What makes you so sure? Because just a few seconds before it happened, I distinctly remember wanting to kill him. I killed anybody I got my hands on. I felt as if I could lick the world. That's exactly how Blakesley described his feelings when he killed his wife. Huh? And the way Randall felt when he strangled the night watchman in Shrewsbury when he stood over his partner's cell. All of you have that same feeling. Mm, that's right. They did tell me that. But why, Cranston? What's gotten into us all? I'm not quite ready to answer that question, Commissioner. Whatever it is, it doesn't change things much. I still killed Cameron. Maybe you didn't. What do you mean? Smell this tube of toothpaste, Commissioner. Hmm. Funny order, like burnt almonds. Where'd you get it? I picked it up in Cameron's dressing room. He brushed his teeth before he went down to the gym with you, didn't he? Yes, he did. I think you'd better phone the coroner. He might have something of interest to tell you. You didn't kill Cameron. He was poisoned. Hello. Hello. Mr. Cranston? Yes? You know a young lady by the name of Marco Lane? Yes, what's the matter? Has anything happened to her? She's been hurt. Where is she? She's in a private hospital. How much farther do we have to go, Shrevey? We're almost there, Mr. Cranston. We're almost. Boy, this is the middle of nowhere if I ever saw it. Are you sure somebody isn't playing a joke on you? Getting you out here in the middle of the night? There's no joke, Shrevey. I phoned Miss Lane's home. She's not there. Sure hope she's all right, I hope. Definitely. Well, this is the place, Mr. Cranston. It don't look like no hospital to me. You wait here, Shrevey. Okay. But I hope you won't be too long, I hope. This ain't exactly a gay neighborhood. Doors open. Lights are on. Margo! Margo! Come on. Oh, are you all right? Well, yes, but... Well, a man phoned me that you've been hurt. Well, I just received a similar call telling me you've been hurt. Somebody got a boat out here on purpose to... Oh, let's get out of here quickly, but... Somebody's outside that window. Yes. Don't turn around. Caught the glint of a gun. Oh, no. We walked into a trap. We've got to act as if we didn't see him. It's our only chance. We're perfect targets with the light on. I'm Work your way over to that light switch, and I'll walk towards the spot. We'll pretend to be looking around... When I say the word good time, you turn out the light. Well, Margaret, this place is nicely furnished, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is, you know. 
Oh, look at that old grandfather's clock. Interesting-looking antique, isn't it? Must be at least a hundred years old. Yes, but it probably keeps good time. He's down there. I'm going after him. Oh, be careful, Lamont. Getting into a car. Mr. Cranston. Mr. Cranston. In here, Cleary. You all right, Margo? Mr. Yes. Cranston. I heard shooting. I heard what's going on. Quick, Cleary, let's get out of the cab. Maybe we can still catch him. I heard a car starting, but I didn't hang around to see which way it went when that gun started popping. I beat it right in here. I beat it. Oh, no point going on a wild goose chase. See what we can find in here. Uh, turn on the light, Margo. Are you all right, Miss Lane? Yes, Cleary. I'm more than a little scared. Not you realize that we might both have been murdered just now? I'm afraid I was the intended victim. I don't... You and Cleary wait for me in the cab, Margo. Then have a look around this place. All right, Lamont, but please be careful. Our unknown friend didn't count on my coming out of this cab alive. That's an oversight likely to sit him right in the electric chair. <laughs> Good morning, Margo. I was just on my way out. Have you seen the papers? Well, not yet. Oh, listen to me. Police Commissioner Clear in Cameron County. Yes, Margo. Now, for a while, Commissioner Weston was in a very uncomfortable position of having to arrest himself for murder. But he didn't kill Cameron. No, they found traces of cyanide on Cameron's tongue. His toothpaste had been poisoned. He died a few seconds after he got on the mat. You know, Lamont, I don't see the tie-up between what happened to us last night and, and the club killing. A very definite tie-up. Remember the threatening note Commissioner Weston received? Yes. Last night, I found the typewriter on which it was written. I also found a completely equipped chemical laboratory. Where? In the cellar of the house next door to the one we were almost trapped in. Margot, doesn't it strike you odd that all of these killings were done by members of the same club, all classmates at college? Well, what does that mean? Only this. Someone is out to get these men, to get anyone who interferes with his plans. The man we're looking for is physically and probably mentally warped. How do you know that? I can't tell you just now, Margot. The shadow has an appointment with a murderer. That's fine, Joe. Now, massage my neck a little to the left, eh? Ah, that's the spot. Only not quite so hard. Sorry, Mr. Driggs. That better? Yeah, that's fine. Hey, you've got a bit much steam on, Joe. Right? Yes, I I feel a little dizzy. I I think I've had enough of the cabinet today. Oh, no, you haven't. Not half enough. Why, what are you talking about? I've been waiting a long time to get you into this steam box. Hey, what kind of a joke is this? Open the cabinet and let me out of here. Still don't understand, do you? Take a good look at me. Don't you recognize me? Why, why no. Then maybe this will help your memory. At college, they used to call me Acid Raymond. Acid Raymond? The chemistry professor's prize pupil. Yes. None of you recognize me. It's been a long time since the night of the initiation. Oh, well, why didn't you let us know what they came here? That, that whole affair was a terrible accident. A very unfortunate accident. Did you think you could make amends for my broken leg? Did you think your sympathy would cure my spinal injury? The doctors told me long ago I could never be cured. Ah, but money that you want. I don't want your money. I want your life, Greg. In the life of every man who was in on that initiation. Now, you must be insane. Maybe I am. He said that spinal injury might affect my mind. But I don't think it has. My mind has never been clear. I don't think it's hot enough for you in there, Drake. Well, I'll fix that. Joe, listen to me, I... Why do you think I took this job? Not for the glory of rubbing your thick hides? No. And every member of this club who was in on that initiation will pay with his life. 
Only you won't go the way the others will. You were the ringleader of the Hazen. I've got a special way to take care of you. You're crazy, Joe. You'll burn for this. You... <laughs> I'll burn. That's a good one. You'll burn, Drake. You'll roast alive in that steam box. Oh, no, he won't. That's his Raymond. Who's that? <laughs> the steam. It went off by itself. No, it didn't, Raymond. The saddle turned it off. Oh, thank heaven. Somebody's coming. Mr. Bother there, Mr. Drake. Leave this room. I'll deal with that, Mr. Raymond. You won't get out of this room alive. Quickly, Mr. Drake. Out that door. Now, Joe Raymond. Who are you? The saddle. Saddle? What do you want with me? Confession of your crime. You can't prove anything. Nobody can. They did the killing. You can't get away from that. You convicted yourself, Joe Raymond. Confess that you injected those club members with a powerful drug while they're in the steam cabinet. A drug that gave them first a terrific physical energy and caused them to commit murder. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did it. Killing them off was too easy. I wanted to pick one against the other, have them murder each other, kill their wives, everything they loved. The school, I majored in chemistry. I made good use of that knowledge. They never suspected when I rubbed the backs of their necks what I was massaging into their system. You chose the wrong path, Joe Raymond. You tried to wipe out the accidental wrong that was done to you with crime, but you can't get away with it. Oh, yes, I can. Because you won't live to tell any tale, Shadow. There, Shadow. I've locked you in. I'm going to open all the steam valves, Shadow. The heat will take the skin right off your body. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Margo, luckily, Drake came back to the police. I thought Joe Raymond found a nice getaway. But with all that steam, how did the shadow escape the The steam rises. By hugging the floor, it was possible to remain conscious for a good while. The police came none too soon. Lamont, what did the killer use? The drugs, Margo. Powerful mental and muscular excitement based on the case of South American Indians used to excitement in battle. But if Raymond wanted to get rid of Cameron, how did he poison your people? Why didn't he just let the drug take its natural effect on Commissioner Wesley and let him kill Cameron during the wrestling match? He wasn't taking any chances. He knew the commissioner had unusually strong powers of self-control. He doubted that whether the drug even as powerful as that one would make Weston commit murder. You know, Lamar, I still can't figure out how this trail of crime pointed to Joe Raymond. Footprints, Margaret. Footprints of a man who limped. I found them outside that window last night. A similar print around the back of the adjoining house. Oh, I he leaves the house next door as a cat. Yes. Belongs to a friend of his who was aware. Raymond had the keys. He's become the homeless title in that, Margot. He became... based on a story copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plots are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. This is Ken Roberts saying, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. <laughs>